All right, y'all. It's that about that time. Early morning talks. This is Bree, and welcome to Solo Mominate. So today, I wanted to make this podcast yesterday, but as y'all know, the last few, the last week, things have been crazy. I just celebrated my birthday. There's a podcast out about that. But um, yesterday, I wanted to record a post about appreciation, but no, some things happened, and I wanted to talk about something else. So today's podcast is going to be, today's podcast episode is going to be about five things to, to do when you're dating a solo parent, and three of the biggest turnoffs for a solo or co solo or co-parenting mother. Look, I told y'all it's early morning and the way we do this early morning or late night, you never know what you're going to get, but it's my free time. And this is how I can get my work done when my son is still asleep. So let's get right into it. Five things to to do when you're dating a solo parent in my opinion and th- these are things that are interchangeable for dating anyone in general but I think that they are more elevated in my opinion when you are dealing with a solo parent because of all the things that we deal with on a regular basis so these are my top five and these are in the reverse order so we're going to go five to one instead of the number one to number five so first thing value their time we don't have a lot of it when i tell people especially going into dating situations um if you are interested in dating me if you're interested in seeing me seriously value my time my time is fleeting I work a full-time job I write I am doing my podcast when I leave work I'm picking up my son he needs time I have to cook I'm going to the gym my time is important so I schedule my time So when you say, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying, just let me know, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, Um, I will let you know that we won't be going out because my time is valuable. Have a plan in place. Say, you know what, I really want to take you out next week. What day is good for you? Oh, well, the day that's good for me is this day, this day, this day. Let me make sure that I can let me know in advance. Give me 48-hour notice. And the reason that I ask for 48-hour notice is that some solo and co-parents are different. Some some parents can call a family member or can call their um ex or or their child's father or their child's mother they can call them and say hey I need you to get the kids tomorrow because I have something planned or hey I have something going on can you make sure you pick up the kids from school can you get them squared away and then when I get home later you can go ahead and leave some people have that relationship but for individuals like myself a solo mother like myself who is out here by themselves you know I know women who've moved from other states and they live in those states with their children alone who are they going to leave their child with (laughs) nobody and if your child 
you know a lot of times and you feel comfortable the older your children are but if you're in my situation my son is still three then of course not you're not i'm not oh you know naive you can sit at home you'll be all right no absolutely not you are going to make sure that your kids are in a safe place in a safe space so you need time to get that together so value my time like treat me like a human being when i say that my time is valuable because i'm going to make sure that i value your time i'm not going to waste your time if i see that we're not going anywhere if i see that this is not something i want to invest my time into then i'm going to let you know uh, the next thing is keeping your promises you know i can this was so big for me keeping your promises Ooh, I can't I don't even know how to start this one I'm a woman I try to be a woman of my word and I say try is because sometimes things come up sometimes I'm not feeling well anymore or it, this we're human right but keeping my word, keeping my promises is so important because it lets me know how you will be in a long-term situation. If you tell me I'm going to do something by a certain time on a certain date and you don't do it, and it's habitual that you don't do it, if, I, if you said, Brie, I'm going to give you, I'm going to make sure I pay this bill, or I'm going to give you some money to pay this bill by Friday. Friday come and go. And now it's Tuesday again. And I, you haven't said a word about it. I got to bring it up to you again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. And then you still don't do anything about it. And now I'm still asking you, you know, hey, what's going on? And you're like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to go do it right now. I don't understand us having, you know, flaky memories right i can i can even understand if you don't have it tell me that you don't have it or keep your promises keep your word one another thing is oh i'm, I'm gonna take you here i'm gonna take you there i'm gonna give you a great example i knew a guy years ago and this is before my son and he said Oh, you know, um, I'm gonna buy this. I'm gonna buy you this for your birthday. I'm gonna buy you this for your birthday. My birthday is approaching, and I'm like, Ooh, I'm so excited. He's gonna buy me this purse. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. And we were in a dating situation. My birthday shows up. He don't even call. He was like, Nah, um, I forgot. Oh my God, I'm I'm so sorry, I forgot. I was like, That's okay. You forgot. This this is dumb young dumb willing to accept bs brie and he said oh you know i forgot about your birthday and i said that's okay where's my gift oh you know what i'm saying i didn't even get it what did you want um you told me you were going to get me this particular bag and i said you know what i don't want anything i don't want anything from you i don't want anything from you nothing I don't want anything because he wasn't you made a statement you let got me hyped up he talked about it more than once and he kept insinuating that he was gonna do it and then when he didn't come through and he acted like he didn't even know like he completely forgot 
No, they were lies. They were things that you said to get me in the door. And that's happened before. People do it all the time. Men and women will say things you want to hear to get you in the door. They're going to, just like people say, you meet someone's representative in the beginning. So you meet them. They're telling you all the things you want to hear. You get involved in a relationship and it's nothing like that. Nothing. So I try to do a better screening process and I kind of watch, you know, the last few guys who've mentioned that they've been interested in me now with a mother with a child the last few guys who stated that they were interested in me I do small tests hey give me can you do this for me later and it'll be something small can you give me a call later hey can you meet me for drinks on this day and then I say it I put it out there I see if there's an agreement of some sort and then I a lot of times I never hear from them again and I'm like dang what what's going on but then I realized that I need to elevate myself into a different into a different level of vibration because the the guys that I'm attracting the guys that I'm vibrating with these are not the people the caliber of people that I need to be around These are not the caliber of men that I need in my life in the first place. So I need to raise myself into another level of, I need to raise my, into another level of vibration. I can't even get it out, but I need to be with people who do keep their promises the way I keep my promises. I need to be with people who are going to follow through the way that I follow through. So keep your promises that, that keep your promises. And that kind of falls into communicate clear expectations. Number three, communicating clear expectations, you set the tone for what it is and what it is going to be. I will communicate clear expectations to you. I expect a man who is able to provide for a family. I expect that if we are in a love relationship, that there are things that I'm willing to do, things that I'm willing to engage in, things that I'm willing to participate in. And I'm not talking about any sexual acts. I'm, I'm talking about things that I'm willing to do as in I'm willing to cook for you. I'm willing to be a supporter of you in your dream. I'm willing to be a helpmate to you in ways that I can help you. There are different attributes that people bring to a relationship. So I'm going to communicate to you that I am able to bring these things. These are my strong suit. These are the things that I can bring to a relationship. Or communicating clear expectations can be, I expect for you to show up for me when I need you. I expect for us to be able to talk on a regular basis. I expect communication, period. Communicate clear expectations. And a lot, I mean, I had somebody say, um, you know, I was, was, let's say was, after I had my son, I went into a celibacy phase and, um, I was abstaining completely, was not from the time I found out I was pregnant for at least two years. I, I was not willing to, or interested in doing anything for almost two years. I was not willing to, or interested in doing anything. And I met someone and they said, I understand that you're in this space, but I expect 
to have sex if I am in a relationship with you? That's communicating clear expectations. Cool. And then on the reverse side, I should have been like, well, I expect if I'm having sexual relations with you, that we are going to a level that I want marriage, more children, a house, you know, all those things. And I'm not trying to exchange sex for those things. But what I'm saying is my expectation is this, excuse me, and you can, and you can communicate that in various ways you can say um, my expectations are as follows in various ways these are things that you can talk about in the beginning of the relationship you can talk about that once you're in a relationship communicating clear expectations and if your expectations aren't being met maybe this isn't the person for you I've had situations with my ex he said I expect to do x y and z we were on a trip he expected that we were going to be having sex all during the trip. I expected for us to do couple things. Can we go watch the sunrise? Can we go do this? Can we go spend our time together and actually enjoy something outside of just sleeping in and having sex and then going to the beach or going shopping? Like those were not things that I wanted to do. So when I communicated my expectations, he was like, cool, but I want to do this. Sure. So I give in to his expectations. There's no reciprocity. After that, I'm like, I'm done. I, I don't want to give in to because now I'm giving into all of your expectations and I'm getting nothing in return. And we're, now we're not even speaking the same language. So I'm cool. But yeah, communicate clear expectations. That's my interpretation of that. And it can be interpreted in, I guess, other ways. You know, what do you expect financially? What do you expect emotionally? But just communicate those expectations. And if they're not being met, then chuck them up the deuces. Number two, these last two are really important to me because these are things that are more personal for me and may not necessarily reflect other solo mothers or other co-parents but they these are relative to me but number two for me is be patient this is number two things to do when you're dating a solo parent is be patient with them give time for this person or that man that woman to be ready for the level of commitment that you want or you need As a solo parent, for me, I dealt with a very traumatic situation. And I've never posted this, but I've, I've been contemplating posting about post-traumatic stress, uh, post -traumatic stress uh, from a love relationship and going into solo parenting. For me, I still have triggers and I will be completely transparent. I'm going to keep it real. When somebody says or does something, it triggers me and I have to take a step back. I have to calm down and I have to remember that this is not that. This is not that last person. This is not that situation where I was left and I was abandoned 
this is something totally different, right? But there are things that people might say or do that will be like, well, that was just like he did. And I think a lot of people go through post-traumatic stress in relationships and we don't acknowledge it. And for me, one of the things is if we're talking or we're building, I think that we're building a good rapport and a good relationship and then you disappear for a few days or if I call you and you don't answer, you don't call back for hours and hours and hours or you don't call back for days. Now I'm like, man, you're not really interested. So in my mind, I will just move on. And I think that that is attributed to my post-traumatic stress from my son's father. And so one of the things that recently came up with a former friend of mine was that I loaned someone some money and I don't now let's be clear I don't loan people money I will give you some money I will let you have some money if we're in that type of relationship be it friend like really close friends or family or if I see you in a situation I'm gonna just gift you some money but I don't loan people money this particular friend former friend now asked if he could borrow some money loan some money and then when I asked for my money back this person completely went ape shit on me just went completely crazy lost it and I was like you know what money is a pain point for me because the reason I'm going to ask for my money he so the point is this but let me take a step back because <laughs> I'm about to go off on a tangent person went crazy said that you'll you will never be in a relationship you're going to be single the rest of your life nobody likes that that's annoying blah 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 you constantly asking for your money back like you needy you ain't needy you doing all these things and I'm like what I was confused. I'm like, you mad at me for asking for my money back? And mind you, I asked for my money back beyond the time frame for which they said that they would have returned it. And it was my money. It was my money. And I even said, in loaning you this money, I'm loaning it to you because we've been friends for so long. In loaning you this money, I'm trusting that you're going to return it at the time frame that you said. And in loaning you this money, understand that my son's birthday party is this week. And I need that money back. And yes, it is. it was very recent. So in loaning, and my son's birthday party has not come up yet. But that's the thing. So this person lost it. And... They said something that was very real in their anger. They said that there was something very real. You, um, you don't trust people when it comes to money. And I was like, yeah, damn, you damn straight. I don't trust people when it comes to money. You know, why I don't trust people when it comes to money. And I need everybody to listen up because I'm a fucking solo parent. I am a solo parent. I don't have anybody else to call on when my son is sick. I don't have anybody else to call on when I need money for gas. I don't have anybody else to call on when my son's tuition needs to be paid at school. I don't have anybody else to call on when my son needs some shoes. I don't call this person. And I told him, I don't call you every month to ask you for child support. 
I don't call my son's father every month to ask him for child support. I don't I haven't talked to child support in almost two years. So you damn straight that money is a fucking pain point for me because I am a solo parent. And when if I don't have it, my son doesn't have it. And if you don't care that if I eat or my son eats, then that says more about you than it does about me for asking for my fucking money back. So it's not about the money, right? This situation does go back to keeping your promises, communicating clear expectations. But the third point of being patient, this person wasn't patient enough with me to say that I understand that I see that money is a pain point for you. I see that money is a pain point for you, so I'm not going to abuse you. I'm not going to abuse your trust. I'm not going to abuse your time and your respect of me. I'm not going to abuse it and exceed the time frame that you wanted your money back. Because now when I asked for my money back once, they said, yeah, I got you. I'm about to do it right now. And they never did it. And then when I asked for my money back twice, that's what happened is that they went off instead of saying, Brie, calm down. I understand that you really need it. Can you give me and then give me a specific time frame? Because if you were patient with me, trust that I would have been like, yeah, you're right. I know. I'm so sorry. This is a pain point for me. I am nervous. I, I don't like loaning money, especially when I loan money. Now, please believe if I didn't think this person was going to pay it back or if I didn't think this person had it, trust, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said a word. I've loaned people money in the last year, quote unquote, loan, loan. If I loan you less than a hundred dollars, you can just go ahead and trust that if you don't pay me back, it's a it's a loss for me. But people don't start coming up to me asking me for less than a hundred dollars. Can I get eighty-five dollars? The answer is a strong no. I'm sorry you wasted your time. Um, I hope that you can find that money elsewhere because I'm not a sucker. But yeah, be <laughs> the moral of all of this is be patient with us as solo and co-parents. We have things that we're dealing with. And sometimes it will take us a little bit of time to get ready for the level of commitment that you want or you need. And these are real people. I'm not talking about somebody who's trying to play you. I'm not talking about somebody who's trying to game you and misuse you or abuse you. But be patient with us. I'm not. It's not going to take forever. Because honestly, if I was seeing someone and I could see that they were truly being honest and they were truly valuing me and my time and my son, I would be like, you know what? I'm going to calm down a little bit because our our natural sensors as human beings are fight, fight or flight, especially when we've been through traumatic situations. So sometimes when things happen or things come up, we immediately go into fight mode and then it's up to the right person to just be like, calm down, pull your sensors down. I'm not here to fight you. I'm not here to do any of those things. I'm a very, the way you hear me talk right now, I need some of my friends to stand up and say like nah she's usually like this I can get excited about things I'm a very intense person but at the end of the day I'm very 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 chill 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 because I'm like I don't I don't really want anything I just want somebody to 
kick it with me, you know, watch TV with me every once in a while when I have time to watch TV, you know, go out to eat with me, go take walk. Like, I love walking in a park. Like, I'm super chill. But sometimes because I've been single for so long and I've, you know, been misused and lied to by my son's father, I'm a little bit more, I need more transparency from someone. And so, therefore, I am transparent. But if I feel like, yeah, I'm going to trust my instincts and be like, this is not where it's at and I'm going to keep moving. So just be patient and, you know, continue to kind of build that trust with solo parents um, like myself or solo parents in general. Just be patient because they might be still getting over some things. Now, definitely don't be patient if they still talking to somebody else. Don't be patient if they're still you know, hold it out for their ex. You can see those signs. You can hear them in the conversation. Just be patient for someone who is available to you. All right. I'm about to wrap it up in a minute. Um, I need to get up and get ready for work. And my nose is starting to run. <laughs> so last thing. This is super, super important. And I saved this for last because this is truly indicative to all parents. Remember that you are always going to be first in the second place. If y'all didn't catch that, I'm going to say it again. This is the number one thing to do when you are dating a solo parent or co-parent. Remember that you are always going to be first in second place. By that, I mean you are always going to be second to their children. And if you are not second to their children, run away. If that person puts you before their child, something has gone terribly awry. (laughs) So remember that you're always going to be secondary to their children. But in that second place position, you should be top priority. You are not going to be the first person they call all the time after work if they're in between rushing to get their mommy, daddy stuff done, if they're picking up kids from school, if they're trying to get kids to practice. You may not be the first person they call. Maybe you are the first person they call because they have some down, some quote unquote downtime and they're like, you know, I just want to check in, hear your voice, whatever, whatever. But you're always going to be number two on their list of priorities. You're always going to be number two. And that's not a bad thing. That just means Johnny and Jill come first. My kids are going to come first. And then right after they're squared away, I need to make sure that you're taken care of. You're always going to be my number one, number two. (laughs) You're going to be in that second space because my child has to be priority. They have to be number one. And then as the relationships in the relationship evolves, then yeah, you will become higher in ranking, but you will never outrank my child. You will be, you know what? I'm I'm following you. You are if as a woman. I do believe in following a man. Hear me when I say I believe in following a man. Not a man child, not a boys to man. I'm tr- I believe in following a man. So in my process of following a man, I have that understanding that you need to be a leader. You need to be covering my family. You need to be protecting us. You need to be providing for us. 
these are things that I seen a man do in my household as a child. And that means my grandparents, my mother and my stepfather and the men around me, my understanding is you take care of your children, you take care of your wife, you take care of your family. You're a provider and a protector. So with that said, you need to make sure that as the, with the relationship revolves, you need to make sure that you're doing those things so that you, she is saying to you that I trust you, you're the leader of our family. But if things dissolve, understand she's always going to pick. If you ever say it's me or them kids, it's always going to be the damn kids. It's always going to be the kids. Tyrone, you can go sleep on somebody's couch. You can go, you can go sleep in an extended stay. You can go sleep under a bridge. You can go sleep on a pile of rocks. I don't care where you sleep, but I do care where Johnny and Jill sleeps. I don't care what you eat for dinner, but I do care what Johnny and Jill eat for dinner. And but put yourself in a position to be top priority in that second space position. That once the kids are taken care of, because watch what's going to happen. I'm keeping 100. When you are number one in that second space, you're going to start making sure those kids are taken care of too. So now she's going to be like, hey, I don't even got to worry about them so much. So now she can worry about you. And I'm saying this as a solo mom. If somebody is, I start seeing somebody come in and they're covering me, they're covering my son. I'm going to be like, oh, okay, I don't have to worry about this. I don't have to worry about that. So now I can start saying, baby, what do you want to do? Baby, where do you want to go? Do you know how, how much love and attention and adoration you would get if you start helping out a solo mom? Ooh, child. Listen, and it's not about taking, it, people fail to realize, it's not about making sure that she has, the, you know, new shoes. I don't need Louis Vuittons. I don't need, you know, coach purses or Chanel and all that stuff. No, 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 no. Those things are nice. Pay some tuition for a week watch what happens buy some groceries watch what happens boy listen cut my grass come over here and cut my grass mm, mm, mm. do you know what i would do for a brother to cut my grass right now don't all jump up at once yes it just lets me know that you are a protector you're a provider you're a coverer but if i see that there's these habits that don't exist then i'm gonna be like um no nigga um no i'm i'm okay and his reality of the situation is you're not providing a service that I need. I, I need different things. Young women, single, young single women who are priorities are out of whack. They're going to be interested in the, in the monetary things that have no substance or value in my life. Things that have substance or value in my life are things that keep my household going. Pay some bills, okay? I am, I'm a solo mom. I'm doing this by myself. So somebody to come in and say, like, I see you. I'm watching you do this by yourself. Here's some money for groceries. Here's some money to get your son some shoes. Here's some money so that you can go get some new clothes. You know, those are things that are of value and substance to me. To me. So that's number one. Remember that you're always going to be first in that second place. And just accept that and be number one at number two. <laughs> All right. 
So that is my top five things when dating a solo parent or a co-parent, value their time, keep their prom, I'm sorry, sorry, five to one, value their time, four is keep your promises, three is communicate clear expectations, two is be patient, give time for that person to be ready for the level of commitment that you want or need. Like I said, that was about if someone is healing from some things and if someone was getting over some things, post-traumatic stress from previous relationships, you know, give them time to um, be the person that you need them to be. And then the number one thing was remember that you will always be first and second place and be the best at being number two. So top three, and these are going to go in order of one, two, three, biggest turnoffs for a single mom. And this is for anybody in general. So this isn't, this isn't anybody, but I say for a single mom because everything is more elevated as a solo parent. Um, number one is liars. Can't stand them. Don't, don't, don't lie to me. And then they quit lying about dumb shit, y'all. Quit lying about dumb shit. And I'm calling this person out and he can deal with it however he needs to deal with it. Because I know you lied and I just haven't called you out on it to your face. A guy told me recently, um, probably about two months ago, a month or so ago. He said that he was his, a, a woman called his phone, saw her name. I saw her name. And it said like Hannah or something or Monica or something. I can't remember. But he answers. He turns. I see him trying to be slick and turn the volume all the way down. Now, mind you, we're not in a dating relationship. He wants to date me. And I've told him no for various reasons. This is one of those reasons. He turns the volume all the way down. He's like, hey, what's going on? He doesn't call her mom. He doesn't say her name. And he's like, well, where are you? Well, what are you guys going to, what are you doing? Oh, you still want to go? Okay. Well, I'm just wrapping up here with a friend. I'm grabbing some wine with a friend. And yeah, well, I'll be headed your way soon. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. It wasn't, all right, mom. Love you. I'll see you soon. Bye. No, 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 no. It was, all right. Okay. Bye-bye. And immediately turns to me and says, that was my mom. And I was like, you call your mom by, you put your mom's first name in the phone. No, 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 no. It said mama. That did not say mama, but whatever. Didn't, didn't show me. He just said, no, it said mama. Okay. I don't care because I already knew that you were lying. <clears throat> so he says that his mom lives the next city over, which is about 20 minutes from where I live. And I said, oh, okay, well, no worries. Y'all go have fun. And he was like, yeah, she wants to go to the fireworks where she lives. Well, a few weeks pass. And then I said, um, so how you been doing? We were catching up again. I said, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. And I was like, oh, um, well, you should let me have a party at your house. I was joking. We got into a conversation. I said, you should let me have a party at your house. And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. I have guests in my house. And I was like, you have guests? He said, yeah. He was like, right now, my mom is living with me. Oh, really? Your mom is living with you. But a couple weeks ago, you said your mom lived in a totally different city. So now all of a sudden, your mom lives with you? Now, <clears throat> I never even engaged in that part of the conversation because... He already indicated that he lied. He set himself up. You you lied. I caught you. 
over a dumb lie. I'm not even dating you. We don't have any type of love relationship. We we don't do those things. And I told him, I don't want to date you. And now this is more indicative of why I don't want to date you because you lied. You lied. You forgot your lie. And I caught you in it. So it's just dumb. So don't be a liar. <laughs> Number two, someone whose priorities aren't in the right order. And I'm reading these off because I wanted to make sure I remember them. So the biggest turnoff for a, a solo mom or co-parenting mom, number two is someone whose priorities aren't in the right order. If somebody's more interested in going to the club or impressing people rather than building wealth or taking advantage of new opportunities, I'm good. I'm good. Your priorities are not in place. You are still trying to flex. You're still trying to show off for the gram. You not about wealth building. You not about con building connections, entrepreneurship. I'm good. I'm good. If you are, I met somebody who was like, yeah, started renting off like, oh yeah, I bought these glasses. They're $2,200. Yeah, you know, I got this car. It's the most expensive car in this fleet. Is it? Not once did they ever talk about, yeah, I'm going to London or I'm going to you know, I'm going to China. I'm uh, building my own brand. I'm trying to build wealth in my community. I'm trying to start this nonprofit. Or I'm, I'm giving back and big brother, big sister. No, nope, none of those things. Your priorities aren't in order. And so if your priorities aren't in order. I'm good. Lastly, because I hear my son stirring around. <laughs> Someone who isn't ready to commit in all the ways that you want. And that is a big turnoff for me if somebody isn't ready to commit the way that i want or need but they want you to wait until they are oh no thank you i would rather slip my wrist a long way <laughs> i've i've to my last two relationships somebody wanted me these guys wanted me to wait they were like i want you to hold out i want you to be everything i need you to be keep cooking for me keep loving me keep supporting me always be in my corner but i'm not going to give you what you want for another four or five years no not at all baby jesus like no uh -uh. if i'm going to give you the commitment that you want the commitment that you need the level of love and attention that you want and then I got to wait for you to figure your shit out? No, ma'am. No ham, no eggs and bacon. I'm so sorry that you think that. And I hope that you find some dum-dum who is willing to give you four or five years. I'm in my 30s. I had to explain this to a young man. I'm in my 30s. You said you need four, five years to get on board with what I'm talking about. That means you want me to give you prime time in my life, in my space, for you to figure out if this is where you want to be. No, not at all. So I'm all the way good on that stuff. And you can do what you need to do. And here's my son. So that means the podcast is coming to an end. <laughs> yeah i will so anyway i gotta finish my podcast though can i finish this episode okay so say thank you for listening to solo mom in it yeah
All right. I will. Thank you for listening to Solo Mom and It. Like I said, this is a wrap. And we got to do early mornings or late nights. This man has got up. So that means it is time to go. Check me out on social media at Bree Lately on Instagram or at AB underscore Rightsall on Instagram or solomomstuff.blog underscore blog at Instagram. Okay. And I got to get him some cookies apparently. Lastly, my website, www.solomomstuff.blog. Check me out. Thank you for listening. You guys have a great day. We will talk soon. And this is Solo Mom and It. This is Bree. Peace. All right, y'all. It's that about that time. Early morning talks. This is Bree, and welcome to Solo Mom and It. So today, I wanted to make this podcast yesterday, but as y'all know, the last few, the last week, things have been crazy. I just celebrated my birthday. There's a podcast out about that. But um, yesterday, I wanted to record a post about appreciation, but no, some things happened and I wanted to talk about something else. So today's podcast is going to be, today's podcast episode is going to be about five things to to do when you're dating a solo parent and three of the biggest turnoffs for a solo or co, solo or co-parenting mother. Look, I told y'all it's early morning and the way we do this early morning or late nights, you never know what you're going to get. But it's my free time, and this is how I can get my work done when my son is still asleep. So let's get right into it. Five things to to do when you're dating a solo parent, in my opinion. And th- these are things that are interchangeable for dating anyone in general. But I think that they are more elevated, in my opinion, when you are dealing with a solo parent because of all the things that we deal with on a regular basis. So these are my top five and these are in the reverse order. So we're going to go five to one instead of the number one to number five. So first thing, value their time. We don't have a lot of it. When I tell people, especially going into dating situations, um, if you are interested in dating me, if you're interested in seeing me seriously value my time my time is fleeting i work a full-time job i write i am doing my podcast when i leave work i'm picking up my son he needs time i have to cook i'm going to the gym my time is important so i schedule my time so when you say, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm just saying, just let me know, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, um, I will let you know that we won't be going out because my time is valuable. Have a plan in place. Say, you know what, I really want to take you out next week. What day is good for you? Oh, 
well, the day that's good for me is this day, this day, this day. Let me make sure that I can let me know in advance. Give me 48 hour notice. And the reason that I ask for 48 hour notice is that some solo and co-parents are different. Some some parents can call a family member or can call their um ex or or their child's father or their child's mother they can call them and say hey i need you to get the kids tomorrow because i have something planned or hey i have something going on can you make sure you pick up the kids from school can you get them squared away and then when i get home later you can go ahead and leave some people have that relationship but for individuals like myself a solo mother like myself who is out here by themselves you know i know women who've moved from other states and they live in those states with their children alone who are they going to leave their child with (laughs) nobody and if your child you know a lot of times you feel comfortable the older your children are but if you're in my situation my son is still three then of course not you're not i'm not oh you know naive you can sit at home you'll be all right no absolutely not you are going to make sure that your kids are in a safe place in a safe space so you need time to get that together so value my time like treat me like a human being when i say that my time is valuable because i'm going to make sure that i value your time i'm not going to waste your time if i see that we're not going anywhere if i see that this is not something i want to invest my time into then i'm going to let you know Uh, the next thing is keeping your promises you know i can this was so big for me keeping your promises Whew, i can't i don't even know how to start this one i'm a woman i try to be a woman of my word and i say try is because sometimes things come up sometimes i'm not feeling well anymore or it, this we're human right But keeping my word, keeping my promises is so important because it lets me know how you will be in a long-term situation. If you tell me I'm going to do something by a certain time on a certain date and you don't do it, and it's habitual that you don't do it, if if you said, Brie, I'm going to give you, I'm going to make sure I pay this bill, or I'm going to give you some money to pay this bill by Friday. Friday come and go. And now it's Tuesday again. And I, you haven't said a word about it. I got to bring it up to you again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. And then you still don't do anything about it. And now I'm still asking you, you know, hey, what's going on? And you're like, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm going to go do it right now. I can understand us having, you know, flaky memories right I can I can even understand if you don't have it tell me that you don't have it or keep your promises keep your word one another thing is oh I'm, I'm gonna take you here I'm gonna take you there I'm gonna give you a great example I knew a guy years ago and this is before my son and he said Oh, you know, um, I'm gonna buy this. I'm gonna buy you this for your birthday. I'm gonna buy you this for your birthday. My birthday is approaching, and I'm like, ooh, I'm so excited. He's gonna buy me this purse. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. And we were in a dating situation. My birthday shows up. 
he don't even call. He was like, nah, um, I forgot. Oh my God, I'm, I'm so sorry, I forgot. I was like, that's okay, you forgot. This, this is dumb, young, dumb, willing to accept BS, Brie. And he said, oh, you know, I forgot about your birthday. And I said, that's okay, where's my gift? Oh, you know what I'm saying? I didn't even get it. What did you want? Um, You told me you were going to get me this particular bag. And I said, you know what? I don't want anything. I don't want anything from you. I don't want anything from you. Nothing. I don't want anything. Because he wasn't... You made a statement. You let got me hyped up. He talked about it more than once. And he kept insinuating that he was going to do it. And then when he didn't come through and he acted like he didn't even know, like he completely forgot. No, they were lies. They were things that you said to get me in the door. And that's happened before. People do it all the time. Men and women will say things you want to hear to get you in the door. They're going to, just like people say, you meet someone's representative in the beginning. So you meet them. They're telling you all the things you want to hear. You get involved in a relationship and it's nothing like that. Nothing. So I try to do a better screening process and I kind of watch, you know, the last few guys who've mentioned that they've been interested in me now with a, a mother with a child the last few guys who stated that they were interested in me I do small tests hey give me can you do this for me later and it, it'll be something small can you give me a call later hey can you meet me for drinks on this day and then I say it I put it out there I see if there's an agreement of some sort and then I a lot of times I never hear from them again and I'm like dang what what's going on but then I realized that I need to elevate myself into a different into a different level of vibration because the the guys that I'm attracting the guys that I'm vibrating with these are not the people the caliber of people that I need to be around these are not the caliber of men that I need in my life in the first place so I need to raise myself into another level of, of I need to raise my to another level of vibration. I'm, I can't even get it out. But I need to be with people who do keep their promises the way I keep my promises. I need to be with people who are going to follow through the way that I follow through. So keep your promises. That, that Keep your promises. And that kind of falls into communicate clear expectations. Number three, communicating clear expectations you set the tone for what it is and what it is going to be. I will communicate clear expectations to you. I expect a man who is able to provide for a family. I expect that if we are in a love relationship, that there are things that I'm willing to do, things that I'm willing to engage in, things that I'm willing to participate in. Then I'm not talking about any sexual acts. I'm, I'm talking about things that I'm willing to do as in I'm willing to cook for you. I'm willing to be a supporter of you in your dreams. I'm willing to be a helpmate to you in ways that I can help you. There are different attributes that people bring to a relationship. So I'm going to communicate to you that I'm able to bring these things. These are my strong suit. These are the things that I can bring to a relationship. Or 
communicating clear expectations can be, I expect for you to show up for me when I need you. I expect for us to be able to talk on a regular basis. I expect communication, period. Communicate clear expectations. And a lot, I mean, I had somebody say, um, you know, I was, was, let's say was, after I had my son, I went into a celibacy phase and um, I was abstaining completely, was not from the time I found out I was pregnant for at least two years. I, I was not willing to or interested in doing anything for almost two years. I was not willing to or interested in doing anything. And I met someone and they said, I understand that you're in this space, but I expect to have sex if I am in a relationship with you. That's communicating clear expectations. Cool. And then on the reverse side, I should have been like, well, I expect if I'm having sexual relations with you, that we are going to a level that I want marriage, more children, a house, you know, all those things. And I'm not trying to exchange sex for those things. But what I'm saying is my expectation is this. Excuse me. And you can and you can communicate that in various ways. You can say um, my expectations are as follows in various ways. These are things that you can talk about in the beginning of the relationship. You can talk about that once you're in a relationship, communicating clear expectations. And if your expectations aren't being met, maybe this isn't the person for you. I've had situations with my ex. He said, I expect to do X, Y, and Z. We were on a trip. He expected that we were going to be having sex all during the trip. I expected for us to do couple things. Can we go watch the sunrise? Can we go do this? Can we go spend our time together and actually enjoy something outside of just sleeping in and having sex and then going to the beach or going shopping? Like those were not things that I wanted to do. So when I communicated my expectations, he was like, cool, but I want to do this. Sure. So I give in to his expectations. There's no reciprocity. After that, I'm like, I'm done. I, I don't want to give in to because now I'm giving into all of your expectations and I'm getting nothing in return. And we're, now we're not even speaking the same language. So I'm cool. But yeah, communicate clear expectations. That's my interpretation of that. And it, it can be interpreted in, I guess, other ways. You know, what do you expect financially? What do you expect emotionally? But just communicate those expectations. And if they're not being met, then chuck them up the deuces. Number two, these last two are really important to me because these are things that are more personal for me and may not necessarily reflect other solo mothers or other co-parents but they these are relative to me but number two for me is be patient this is number two things to do when you're dating a solo parent is be patient with them Give time for this person or that man, that woman to be ready for the level of commitment that you want or you need. 
as a solo parent for me I dealt with a very traumatic situation and I've never posted this but I've, I've been contemplating posting about post-traumatic stress uh, post-traumatic stress uh, from a love relationship and going into solo parenting for me I still have triggers and I will be completely transparent I'm gonna keep it real when somebody says or does something it triggers me and I have to take a step back I have to calm down and I have to remember that this is not that this is not that last person this is not that situation where I was left and I was abandoned this is something totally different right but there are things that people might say or do that will be like well that was just like he did and I think a lot of people go through post-traumatic stress in relationships and we don't acknowledge it and for me one of the things is if we're talking or we're building I think that we're building a good rapport and a good relationship and then you disappear for a few days or if I call you and you don't answer you don't call back for hours and hours and hours or you don't call back for days now I'm like man you're not really interested so in my mind I will just move on and I think that that is attributed to my post-traumatic stress from my son's father and so one of the things that recently came up with a former friend of mine was that I loaned someone some money and I don't now let's be clear I don't loan people money I will give you some money I will let you have some money if we're in that type of relationship be it friends like really close friends or family or if I see you in a situation I'm gonna just gift you some money but I don't loan people money this particular friend former friend now asked if he could borrow some money loan some money and then when I asked for my money back this person completely went ape shit on me just went completely crazy lost it and I was like you know what money is a pain point for me because the reason I'm going to ask for my money he so the point is this but let me take a step back because <laughs> I'm about to go off on a tangent person went crazy said that you'll you will never be in a relationship you're going to be single the rest of your life nobody likes that that's annoying blah 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 you constantly asking for your money back like you needy you ain't needy you doing all these things and I'm like what I was confused I'm like you mad at me for asking for my money back and mind you I asked for my money back beyond the time frame for which they said that they would have returned it and it was my money it was my money and I even said in loaning you this money I'm loaning it to you because we've been friends for so long in loaning you this money I'm trusting that you're going to return it at the time frame that you said and in loaning you this money understand that my son's birthday party is this week and I need that money back. And yes, it is. it was very recent. So in loaning, and my son's birthday party has not come up yet. But that's the thing. So this person lost it. 
and they said something that was very real in their anger they said that there was something very real you um you don't trust people when it comes to money and i was like yeah damn you damn straight i don't trust people when it comes to money you know why i don't trust people when it comes to money and i need everybody to listen up because i'm a fucking solo parent i am a solo parent I don't have anybody else to call on when my son is sick. I don't have anybody else to call on when I need money for gas. I don't have anybody else to call on when my son's tuition needs to be paid at school. I don't have anybody else to call on when my son needs some shoes. I don't call this person. And I told him, I don't call you every month to ask you for child support. I don't call my son's father every month to ask him for child support. I don't. I haven't talked to child support in almost two years. So you damn straight that money is a fucking pain point for me because I am a solo parent. And when if I don't have it, my son doesn't have it. And if you don't care that if I eat or my son eats, then that says more about you than it does about me for asking for my fucking money back. So it's not about the money, right? This situation does go back to keeping your promises, communicating clear expectations. But the third point of being patient, this person wasn't patient enough with me to say that I understand that I see that money is a pain point for you. I see that money is a pain point for you. So I'm not going to abuse you. I'm not going to abuse your trust. I'm not going to abuse your time and your respect of me i'm not gonna abuse it and exceed the time frame that you wanted your money back because now when i asked for my money back once they said yeah i got you i'm about to do it right now and they never did it and then when i asked for my money back twice that's what happened is that they went off instead of saying brie calm down i understand that you really need it can you give me and then give me a specific time frame. Because if you were patient with me, trust that I would have been like, yeah, you're right. I know. I'm so sorry. This is a pain point for me. I am nervous. I, I don't like loaning money, especially when I loan money. Now, please believe, if I didn't think this person was going to pay it back or if I didn't think this person had it, trust, I wouldn't I wouldn't have said a word. I've loaned people money in the last year, quote unquote, loan. Loan. If I loan you less than $100, you can just go ahead and trust that. If you don't pay me back, it's a it's a loss for me. But people don't start coming up to me asking me for less than $100. Can I get $85? The answer is a strong no. I'm sorry you wasted your time. Um, I hope that you can find that money elsewhere because I'm not a sucker. But, yeah, be <laughs> the moral of all of this is be patient with us. As solo and co-parents, we have things that we're dealing with. And sometimes it will take us a little bit of time to get ready for the level of commitment that you want or you need. And these are real people. I'm not talking about somebody who's trying to play you. I'm not talking about somebody who's trying to game you and misuse you or abuse you. But be patient with us. I'm not. It's not going to take forever. Because honestly, if I was seeing someone and I could see that they were truly being honest and they were truly valuing me and my time and my son I would be like you know what I'm gonna calm down a little bit because our our natural sensors as human beings are fight fight or flight especially when we've been through traumatic situations 
So sometimes when things happen or things come up, we immediately go into fight mode. And then it's up to the right person to just be like, calm down, pull your sensors down. I'm not here to fight you. I'm not here to do any of those things. I'm a very, the way you hear me talk right now, I need some of my friends to stand up and say like, nah, she's usually like this. I can get excited about things. I'm a very intense person, but at the end of the day, I'm very, 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 very chill. Chill, chill, chill. Cause I'm like, I don't, I don't really want anything. I just want somebody to kick it with me, you know, watch TV with me every once in a while when I have time to watch TV, you know, go out to eat with me, go take walk. Like I love walking in a park. Like I'm super chill, but sometimes because I've been single for so long and I've, you know, been misused and lied to by my son's father, I'm a little bit more, I need more transparency from someone. And so therefore I am transparent. But if I feel like, yeah, I'm going to trust my instincts and be like, this is not where it's at and I'm going to keep moving. So just be patient and, you know, continue to kind of build that trust with solo parents um, like myself or solo parents in general. Just be patient because they might be still getting over some things. Now, definitely don't be patient if they're still talking to somebody else. Don't be patient if they're still you know, holding out for their ex. You can see those signs. You can hear them in the conversation. Just be patient for someone who is available to you. All right. I'm about to wrap it up in a minute. Um, I need to get up, get ready for work. And my nose is starting to run. (laughs) So last thing. This is super, super important. And I saved this for last because this is truly indicative to all parents. Remember that you are always going to be first in the second place. If y'all didn't catch that, I'm going to say it again. This is the number one thing to do when you are dating a solo parent or co-parent. Remember that you are always going to be first in second place. By that, I mean you are always going to be second to their children. And if you are not second to their children, run away. If that person puts you before their child, something has gone terribly awry. (laughs) So remember that you are always going to be secondary to their children. But in that second place position, you should be top priority. You are not going to be the first person they call all the time after work if they're in between rushing to get their mommy, daddy stuff done, if they're picking up kids from school, if they're trying to get kids to practice. You may not be the first person they call. Maybe you are the first person they call because they have some down, some quote unquote downtime and they're like, you know, I just want to check in, hear your voice, whatever, whatever. But you're always going to be number two on their list of priorities. You're always going to be number two. And that's not a bad thing. That just means Johnny and Jill come first. My kids are going to come first. And then right after they're squared away, I need to make sure that you're taken care of. You're always going to be my number one, number two. (laughs) You're going to be in that second space because my child has to be priority. They have to be number one. 
and then as the relationships in the relationship evolves then yeah you will become higher in ranking but you will never outrank my child you will be you know what I'm I'm following you you are if as a woman I do believe in following a man hear me when I say I believe in following a man not a man child not a boys to man I'm I believe in following a man so in my process of following a man I have that understanding that you need to be a leader you need to be covering my family you need to be protecting us you need to be providing for us these are things that I seen a man do in my household as a child and that means my grandparents my mother and my stepfather and the men around me my understanding is you take care of your children you take care of your wife you take care of your family you're a provider and a protector so with that said you need to make sure that as the, with the relationship revolves you need to make sure that you're doing those things so that you she is saying to you that i trust you you're the leader of our family but if things dissolve understand she's always gonna pick if you ever say it's me or them kids it's always gonna be the damn kids it's always gonna be the kids Tyrone, you can go sleep on somebody's couch. You can go, you can go sleep in an extended stay. You can go sleep under a bridge. You can go sleep on a pile of rocks. I don't care where you sleep, but I do care where Johnny and Jill sleeps. I don't care what you eat for dinner, but I do care what Johnny and Jill eat for dinner. And but put yourself in a position to be top priority in that second space position. That once the kids are taken care of because watch what's going to happen i'm keeping 100 when you are number one in that second space you're going to start making sure those kids are taken care of too so now she's going to be like hey i don't even got to worry about them so much so now she can worry about you and i'm saying this as a solo mom if somebody is co- i start seeing somebody come in and they're covering me they're covering my son I'm going to be like, oh, okay, I don't have to worry about this. I don't have to worry about that. So now I can start saying, baby, what do you want to do? Baby, where do you want to go? Do you know how, how much love and attention and adoration you would get if you started helping out a solo mom? Ooh, child. Listen, and it's not about taking, it, people fail to realize, it's not about making sure that she has, you know, new shoes. I don't need Louis Vuittons. I don't need, you know, coach purses or Chanel and all that stuff. No, 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 no. Those things are nice. Pay some tuition for a week. Watch what happens. Buy some groceries. Watch what happens. Boy, listen, cut my grass. Come over here and cut my grass. Mm-mm-mm. Do you know what I would do for a brother to cut my grass right now? Don't all jump up at once. Yes, it just lets me know that you are a protector, you're a provider, you're a coverer. But if I see that there's these habits that don't exist, then I'm going to be like, um, no, nigga. Um, no, I'm, I'm okay. And this reality of the situation is you're not providing a service that I need. I, I need different things. Young women, single, young single women who are priorities are out of whack. They're going to be interested in the in the monetary things that have no substance or value in my life. Things that have substance or value in my life 
are things that keep my household going. Pay some bills, okay? I am, I'm the solo mom. I'm doing this by myself. So somebody to come in and say, like, I see you. I'm watching you do this by yourself. Here's some money for groceries. Here's some money to get your son some shoes. Here's some money so that you can go get some new clothes. You know, those are things that are of value and substance to me. To me. So that's number one. Remember that you're always going to be first in that second place. And just accept that and be number one at number two. (laughs) All right. So that is my top five things when dating a solo parent or co-parent. Value their time. Keep their promise. I'm sorry. Five to one. Value their time. Four is keep your promises. Three is communicate clear expectations. Two is be patient. Give time for that person to be ready for the level of commitment that you want or need. Like I said, that was about if someone is healing from some things and if someone was getting over some things, post-traumatic stress from previous relationships, you know, give them time to um, be the person that you need them to be. And then the number one thing was remember that you will always be first and second place and be the best at being number two. So top three, and these are going to go in order of one, two, three, biggest turnoffs for a single mom. And this is for anybody in general. So this isn't, this isn't anybody, but I say for a single mom because everything is more elevated as a solo parent. Um, number one is liars. Can't stand them. Don't, don't, don't lie to me. And then they ugh, quit lying about dumb shit, y'all. Quit lying about dumb shit. And I'm calling this person out and he can deal with it however he needs to deal with it. Because I know you lied and I just haven't called you out on it to your face. A guy told me recently, um, probably about a, two months ago, a month or so ago, he said that he was, his a, a woman called his phone, saw her name, I saw her name, and it said like Hannah or something or Monica or something, I can't remember. But he answers, he turns, I see him trying to be slick and turn the volume all the way down. Now, mind you, we're not in a dating relationship. He wants to date me. And I've told him no, for various reasons. This is one of those reasons. He turns the volume all the way down. He's like, hey, what's going on? He doesn't call her mom. He doesn't say her name. And he's like, well, where are you? Well, what are you guys going to, what are you doing? Oh, you still want to go? Okay, well, I'm just wrapping up here with a friend. I'm grabbing some wine with a friend. And yeah, well, I'll be headed your way soon. All right. Okay, bye-bye. It wasn't, all right, mom, love you. I'll see you soon. Bye. No, 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 no. It was, all right, okay, bye-bye. And immediately turns to me and says, that was my mom. And I was like, you call your mom, by, you put your mom's first name in the phone? No, 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 no. It said mama. That did not say mama, but whatever. Didn't didn't show me. He just said, no, it said mama. Okay, I don't care because I already knew that you were lying. <clears throat> so he says that his mom lives the next city over, which is about 20 minutes from where I live. And I said, oh, okay, well, no worries. Y'all go have fun. And he was like, yeah, she wants to go to the fireworks where she lives. Well, a few weeks passed. And then I said, um, so how you been doing? We were catching up again. I said, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. And I was like, oh, um, 
you should let me have a party at your house. I was joking. We got into a conversation. I said, you should let me have a party at your house. And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. I have guests in my house. And I was like, you have guests? He said, yeah. He was like, right now, my mom is living with me. Oh, really? Your mom is living with you. But a couple weeks ago, you said your mom lived in a totally different city. So now all of a sudden, your mom lives with you? Now, I never even engaged in that part of the conversation because... He already indicated that he lied. He set himself up. You you lied. I caught you over a dumb lie. I'm not even dating you. We don't have any type of love relationship. We, we don't do those things. And I told him, I don't want to date you. And now this is more indicative of why I don't want to date you because you lied. You lied. You forgot your lie. And I caught you in it. So it's just dumb. So don't be a liar. Number two, someone whose priorities aren't in the right order. And I'm reading these off because I wanted to make sure I remember them. So the biggest turnoff for a a solo mom or co-parenting mom, number two is someone whose priorities aren't in the right order. If somebody is more interested in going to the club or impressing people rather than building wealth or taking advantage of new opportunities, I'm good. I'm good. Your priorities are not in place. You are still trying to flex. You're still trying to show off for the gram. You not about wealth building. You're not about con- building connections, entrepreneurship. I'm good. I'm good. If you are, I met somebody who was like, yeah, started ranting off like, oh yeah, I bought these glasses. They're $2,200. Yeah, you know, I got this car. It's the most expensive car in this fleet. Is it? Not once did they ever talk about, yeah, I'm going to London or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to China. I'm uh, building my own brand. I'm trying to build wealth in my community. I'm trying to start this nonprofit. I'm, I'm giving back and big brother, big sister. No, none of those things. Your priorities aren't in order. And so your priorities aren't in order. I'm good. Lastly, because I hear my son stirring around. <laughs> Someone who isn't ready to commit in all the ways that you want. And that is a big turnoff for me. If somebody isn't ready to commit the way that I want or need, but they want you to wait until they are, ugh, no thank you. I would rather slip my wrist a long way. <laughs> I've, I've, to my last two relationships somebody wanted me these guys wanted me to wait they were like I want you to hold out I want you to be everything I need you to be keep cooking for me keep loving me keep supporting me always be in my corner but I'm not going to give you what you want for another four or five years no not at all baby Jesus like no uh-uh If I'm going to give you the commitment that you want, the commitment that you need, the level of love and attention that you want, and then I got to wait for you to figure your shit out? No, ma'am. No ham, no eggs and bacon. I'm so sorry that you think that. And I hope that you find some dum-dum who is willing to give you four or five years. I'm in my 30s. I had to explain this to a young man. I'm in my 30s. You said you need four five years to get on board with what I'm talking about that means you want me to give you prime time in my life in my space for you to figure out if this is where you want to be 
No, not at all. So I, I'm all the way good on that stuff. And you can do what you need to do. And here's my son. So that means the podcast is coming to an end. <laughs> yeah, I will. So anyway, I gotta finish my podcast though. Can I finish this episode? Okay. So say thank you for listening to Solo Mom in it. Yeah. Alright. I will. Thank you for listening to Solo Mom in it. Like I said, this is a wrap. And we got to do early mornings or late nights. This man has got up, so that means it is time to go. Check me out on social media at Bree Lately on Instagram or at AB underscore Rightsall on Instagram or solomomstuff.blog underscore blog at Instagram. Okay, and I got to get him some cookies apparently. Lastly, my website, www.solomomstuff.blog. Check me out. Thank you for listening. You guys have a great day. We will talk soon. And this is Solo Mominate. This is Bree. Peace.